Hello everyone, this is Antonio Morales, the Ole Miss beat reporter for the Clarion Ledger. Uh, right now, I'm not joined by Will Salmon, I'm joined by by Eric, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Bacharach. Bacharach, of uh, the Daily News Journal in Correct. Murfreesboro. Yep. The Middle Tennessee, beat, Middle Tennessee State beat writer. Yes. And uh, we're sitting here at the KFC Yum Center um, after Middle Tennessee State's loss to Louisville in the second, in the second round of the NIT. Um, Obviously, Kermit Davis' is 10 years over now. Right. Um, how does this compare to when Will left Newsday? <laughs> uh, something like this, end of an era type of deal. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I figured. Um, now that it's over and, you know, this transition from Middle Tennessee State to Ole Miss, so his time at, at Middle Tennessee is done, how do you kind of look at, at Kermit's run at Middle Tennessee? Well, obviously um, – you know, he, he put the program on a national stage pretty much, you know, single-handedly with what he did. Um, all-time winningest coach. Um, you know, a lot of that came sort of in the latter portion of his tenure. You know, the first decade was kind of up and down. You know, he just hadn't gotten into the level that it's at right now. But, you know, that's probably to be expected with, you know, a mid-major type program. It's going to take some time. In his case, it took a while. But once he finally got it going, um, you know, they were – sort of expected to, to be in the postseason, to be um, maybe not in the NCAA tournament, but, you know, that's where they were the past two years. A lot of people thought they should have been there this year. Um, they probably should have, but that's that's what he did with sort of the culture that he bred. Um, and like I said, it took took a while to sort of get off the ground, but once it did, you know, he got it to a, a point where, um, you know, just it had never been. Um, and whoever comes in, there's a lot of momentum for this program, but... You know, it's, it's a huge void to fill uh, and one that, um, you know, I think either way, MTSU is probably going to take a step back next year. How long have you been on the beat for now? Since uh, July, so however long that's been, eight, eight yeah. months, something like that. So when, when you come in and you take over the beat, is this something that's kind of on your on your mind on the forefront of kind of what you're going to deal with over the next year or so is, hey, there's this possibility Kermit's going to leave? Um, that's naturally a thing, you know, just, just knowing yeah. that he had been there for 15 years and um, – you know, knowing that he probably should be yeah. in a bigger program. Um, that's definitely a thought. Um, you know, I do have the thought that, you know, he's here. Maybe he wants to be here forever. You know, he's 58 years old. Uh, I know his family, even coming in, was was happy with where they were. Uh, and it, it was probably hardest on them, especially his, his daughter, Allie. He's got special needs. It was it was really tough on her as far as leaving. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the first thoughts you had is that this guy has been here 15 years you know, his track record, especially of late, pretty much demands that um, he draws interest every time one yeah. of these um, you know, power. Right, exactly. Um, so that, that was definitely on my mind. What do you think the past week has been like for him? You know, he got announced officially on Thursday, but there was stuff coming out even as much as a week ago, pretty much, basically. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's been, um, you know, just speaking with him, it, it's kind of interesting how we, as far as him, you know, still coaching the team, you know, we make a big deal of it, obviously, that, um, you know, he's trying to get his guys to play. Meanwhile, he's on the way out. Uh, you know, for him, I'm sure there were there was moments where it was emotional. We saw it today during the press yeah. conference when Giddy Potts, you know, spoke about him, said he loves him to death, that kind of thing. Um, I'm sure there were moments like that, and, you know, he's probably some part of him is looking forward to, to Ole Miss, but um, I don't think it was that big a deal within, within the locker room. They, you know, for the most part, players – and Coach Davis, you know, they really sort of downplayed that this was this big thing. 
you know, Chris Massaro, the athletic director, during the uh, the press conference where it was announced that Kermit was leaving, said that, you know, they're treating him like, you know, the fifth graduating senior, um, which honestly, it, it kind of felt like that. Um, I don't think they made a huge deal that this guy's on the way out for Kermit. Um, like I said, there was maybe, you know, a few emotional dips and uh, it's just such a tumultuous thing to be coaching a team in a postseason run. Meanwhile, you know, you're headed headed out. Yeah, I think you could tell how much respect the players had for him right. today when Nick King was patting him on the back and stuff like that, you know, crediting all his, all his you know, what he achieved this year to, to Kermit and Giddy Potts, obviously, getting pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, just, how do you think the transition from, up from both sides, from Ole Miss and Middle Tennessee State has been, been handled? Do you, do, you, do you think it's been smooth just in terms of, you know, the word getting out and the way everything's been handled? Uh, I, I do think so. I think, you know, it's probably best for it to come out before, you know, as opposed to rumors. And, and I think yeah, that would have been more. Yeah, for weeks. Yeah, I think that would have been more of a distraction while they were going through this. I think getting it out of the way kind of, you know, allowed everyone to breathe. Um, you know, as far as, you know, how Ole Miss has taken it, as, you know, as far as um, how it's been handled, uh, like I said, you know, I think a lot of the players were, um, you know, okay with, with the way everything was handled, the way it came out. It's always tough when there's a situation like that, you know, when this guy is leaving and you're you're trying to keep things together for as long as you can. And I know they all wanted the season to end in New York at some point. So, um, you know, I think I think it was handled, you know, for for what what it was relatively well. Um, you know, I'm sure on the MTSU side of things, they they probably hoped all of this came out after the end of the season, but. Um, like like we've been speaking about, it was it was probably only a matter of time if he wanted to leave that he was going to, just with his track record. So, um, yeah, it's you know it's it's never a, an easy thing to do, but um, I think for the most part it was handled probably as well as it could have been. And from what we understand, he's going to be pretty, pretty not vo- I don't, I don't know, no vocal is the right term, but pretty active in helping Middle Tennessee with with their search, right? Yeah, that's that's what um, both he and, and Chris Massaro have said. You know, Massaro said that. Obviously, nobody knows the, the program better than Kermit. You know, he's been there for 16 years. He knows what works, what, what won't work here. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Massaro called him um, one of the top advisors for, for what's going about to happen at, at MTSU. And before we get to Ole Miss and what kind of what they're getting mm-hmm. with with Kermit, what does Middle need in terms of a coach? Like, what do you think is the fit just in terms of, you know, I, style? Right. I, I probably it, – it's, like I said, it's such a, a big – Void to fill, but it's it's probably going to be, you know, as far as fit, I think, uh, like a, a Casey Alexander, um, you know, mid major type, uh, you know, Steve Forbes type, um, you know, somebody that's that's at that level that could come in and um, probably a, a attempt to pick off where where Kermit left off. But um, you know, I think either way, this program, like I said, was going to take a step back just with who they're losing. Obviously, Nick Kane, Giddy mm-hmm. Potts, Brandon Walters, you lose three starters like that it's just Ed Simpson as well um, even with Kermit here and he said it during his press yeah. conference tonight this this team was probably not going to be at the level um, it was this year or the past years next year so um, yeah it's you know whoever it is um, they're going to have a, a tough job ahead of them next year and what's what can Ole Miss expect from Kermit like when he because it's Monday tomorrow it's his right. introductory press conference um, I know he's I know when I talked to Chris, when I talked to the AD at Middle Tennessee, he said, you know, Kermit's, Kermit said, if you want the town to love you, you have to love the town back. It seems like he's going to want to kind of 
tie himself into the fabric of Oxford. Um, just what can Ole Miss expect from Kermit? Yeah, in that regard, I think that's that'll happen fairly quick just with the way Kermit is. I mean, you follow him on social media, just the way he handles himself with, um, you know, media people and, and fans and um, sort of his community outreach. Um, that's such a big part of, of why he's good at what he does. Um, he's, you know, as far as being the face of a program, it's, it's hard to probably find a, a better guy than Kermit. Uh, as far as what they're getting as a coach, I think something that really speaks to that is, is what happened tonight with um, – with David Simmons, so he's a, a junior forward, important bench guy off the off the bench for them. Um, and he didn't come on the trip because he missed class earlier this week. And obviously, it's a huge game to not have David yeah. Simmons. And I think that was amplified when Nick Keen and Brandon Walters get in foul trouble. You don't have Simmons to, to fill in that role where he normally would be. But you know, I asked him about it afterward, and he said that's just the way we build our program. We've built it. Um, you know, the core values till the very end of his tenure held true. Uh, and it hurt them tonight because they could have really used David Simmons. But that's the type of coach he is as far as really pushing those sort of core values. And, uh, you know, we saw it tonight with the way Nick Kane and, and Giddy Potts just spoke about him. Uh, that's that's a difficult line to, to sort of tread as far as, you know, having this really strong discipline when it comes to players, demanding a lot out of them, but still being a coach that they want to play for. Yeah. It's a tough line to tread, but he does it really well. And I know some critics may talk about his age and being 58. He's going to turn 59 later this year. Even though he is on the older side, do you do you see, you know, energy still there? I know from this is my first time really watching him, mm-hmm. like in a game and just you know spending most of the game watching him on the sidelines. And he was pretty active on the sideline, on the bench throughout the game. I think I think he sat down for the first like couple of seconds of the game, then. As soon as the first defensive possession was over, he was he was up and he was standing yeah. for pretty much the whole entire game. So, should energy energy be a concern at his age at all? Um, I really don't think so. Just for, just for that reason, you you watch him during a game um, or even during practice, the guy just is nonstop at all times. Um, he's a fiery guy, um, obviously extremely passionate about what he does, uh, and yeah, you know he's up there in age, um, but I think just with sort of his mindset, his approach, you know, it's, it's just in his nature to, to always be yelling during a game, always be, um, you know, whether it's at a ref, at his own players. Um, <laughs> the guy is just relentless with that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it would. it's as big an issue as, you know, a 58-year-old might otherwise be. Do you have any, Kermit, uh, every, any uh, favorite Kermit Davis stories? Uh, not yet. We're not... Not, I mean, I only joined the beat yeah. in July. Um, You're still new. Still new. Uh, I wish I had more time with him to sort of form those memories. But, um, you know, as soon as I, I joined the beat, he's he's reaching out to me mm-hmm. with stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I just don't think that's that's normally the case. But yeah. that's, you know, that's how much he cares. He wants to get the word out about his program. He cares about, you know, incoming guys, about, um, you know, the perception, what the fans think, and, and um you know, attendance and, and all those things. He cares about um, the program from top to bottom. Um, and I think that's what Ole Miss is getting, just a guy that really, really cares. So you bummed you're not going to New York? You don't have this New York trip kind of set up now? It was a homecoming for me. It was all set up. The stars aligned. And uh, it just kind of came crashing down there at the end. So, yeah, a little bummed. I uh, was hoping that, you know, they would keep going and, uh, you know, the Davis era would end in New York. Um but uh, you know, at the same time, it was it was a fun ride with him. So now we're gonna see if, if Will can go back to New York or not. Yeah, let's this. see if Will could do it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy it through him if he, if he ends up going. <laughs> and just in terms of 
kind of what's next. You, you spoke to it a little bit for Middle Tennessee basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be? It's going to be re- rebuilding next year. Yeah, I think. Um, like I said, I, I think even with the fact that you're going to have a new coach, mm-hmm. just with the way this roster is going to turn over, and, and who knows what happens in the fallout of, of yeah. Davis leaving. Um, you know, there, there could be some roster moves in that regard. Uh, but you lose again. You lose a Nick Kane, Conference Player of the Year, Giddy Potts, the program's second all-time leading scorer, Ed Simpson. You know four-year senior for them. Uh, Brandon Walters, who was, uh, you know, tonight he was six of six from the field for 14 points. You lose four guys like that, and there's just no way that there's not a dip. Um, you know, that they have some talent where, you know, they'll be competitive next year, um, but it's it's definitely next year. I think you have to call it rebuilding. I think that's the word for, for what's about to happen in MTSU. Yeah, I know. When I talked to Kermit after his press conference, he said, there's going to be uncertainty at middle. But there's going to be uncertainty at Ole Miss when, sure. he, when he walks into the locker room, mm-hmm. too. I think the main thing he said he wanted to do is finally have that team meeting and and talk to the guys. Do you foresee him having any? Do you foresee him having trouble, you know, gaining trust some of the players at first? Um, I don't, and that's something that he brought up when I spoke with him afterward, too. Um, you know, he said that they they don't know him. They they know him in that you know MTSU has played Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You know, this year, a couple times in the past few years, um, but just for that, you know, I go back to the example of him not bringing David Simmons, um, you know, to, on to the Louisville trip. Um, that sort of thing, it's it's such a tricky thing to balance as a coach, where you know you're so hard on them, expect so much, but um, for whatever reason, and it's it's hard to kind of put your finger on it. For some coaches, it works; for others, it doesn't. He's able to do that. Um, and for whatever reason, it really brings out the best in his guys, brings out their trust. So I, I think that'll take, you know, a little bit of time to sort of cultivate, you know, at a new environment. But uh, he's just so good at it. Um, you know, freshmen on the team this year speak a lot of that. Um, so I think that's that's probably only a matter of time. What do you feel like the identity of his teams are on the court? Um, probably... Uh, as, as far as identity, I mean, you would have to look at, you know, just especially the past couple of years with, um, you know, Nick Kane, Ja'Cory Williams, these sort of hybrid fours that really are sort of the emphasis of, of everything that happens. Um, he's had such a knack for that, um, you know, at this level, finding those types of guys, you know, that could um, sort of stretch the floor, and they're just so hard to cover. You know, Nick Kane, this year, he, you know, he was just as effective, you know, down low in the paint as he was from outside uh, and the team kind of ran through him and, and that's kind of been you know the calling card especially during this successful run you know the last six years or whatever it's been uh, that sort of hybrid four and then the strong guard play you know beside that uh, that's kind of been you know his his thing while he's been here you know of course when you get to Ole Miss uh, you know bigger bigger pull as far as you know getting guys in there he'll be able to do more and his, you know as far as the identity might change a little bit but um you know, they're always tough. They're always gritty. Um, it, it, I think it's sort of the extension of practice. If you, I mean, I'm sure you'll see soon, you know, what a Kermit Davis practice looks like. It's, you know, they're sweating within a minute of the first whistle and it's just nonstop, you know, the entire time. Um, and he's kind of got this really charismatic, charming personality when we talk to him in press conferences. But, um, you know, he can be just sort of a, a bit of a mean dude, you know, come practice time with his players. But, uh, again, they respond to it. So, um, 
you know, I think that's that's probably why his teams are the way they are. Well, thanks for the insight, Eric. We appreciate it, man. Thanks sure. for stopping on all about that, uh, stopping by all about that egg. Uh, maybe next time we can get you on with Will or something. You That'd know, be the, fun. The, the, yeah. two, the two New York guys on. Um, but I appreciate it, man. And for Antonio Morales and for Eric, um, thanks for thanks everybody for listening, and we'll talk again soon.